Well, dear church family, our concentration this Lord's Day will be on the precious words of the only Saviour of sinners in Luke 5.31, where the Lord Jesus said these words, They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. They that are whole need not a physician, a doctor, but they that are sick. Of course, the Lord here is taking something which we know and experienced to be true of, of us and universal of all of us. And that's sickness. And he's applying it to the matters of the soul and the spirit and eternity. All of us at various stages of our lives, we know, will get sick, won't we? Timothy often had bouts of sickness and infirmities. Paul had a thorn in the side. Often God's people, even the best of saints, suffered from sickness betimes. Sickness, therefore, dear friends, can, can happen in your life, not necessarily because of willful sin, but because of the, the consequences of the fall. It can happen to all of us, to believers and unbelievers alike. Yes, God can chasten, of course, if we rebel from him. There is that. But the main reason is because, of course, are the consequences of the fall. And, of course, there are other higher purposes as well to the purpose why we get sick. Like Job, for instance. There was a higher purpose to Job getting sick, wasn't there? God used that his, his sickness, to help us, didn't he? And to help countless souls throughout the ages. So sometimes there's a higher purpose behind these things. Now with this being true of our infirmities of the flesh, how much more so of our sinful natures? That's going to be our concentration this Lord's Day morning. What about our sinful natures? Well, it says in 1 Corinthians 2.14, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. The natural man is spiritually sick, in other words. The natural man's heart is blind and sick and switched off to the things of God. We are all like that. Before we came to Christ, all of us are switched off. And we see this very much in today's characters, don't we, in Luke chapter 5. As a fisherman and as a businessman, Simon Peter suffered with a sickness of self-confidence, didn't he? He was so self-assured, so self-confident, wasn't he? In verse 4, the Lord Jesus asked Simon Peter to launch out into the deep. And let the nets down for a, for a draught, a great haul of fish. And Simon Peter, of course, says, well, we've been toiling all night. And it's the, the, the best time to fish, any fisherman will tell you, is at night time. We've been toiling at night. I'm experienced. I've been doing this for years. I'm an experienced businessman. I, I have these ships. We've been toiling all night. And we haven't caught anything, not even a fish. And you're asking me just to put the, the nets down now? We've been toiling all night. But he says reluctantly, well, okay, well, at thy word, at thy word, I will do it. And of course, lo and behold, he lets down the nets and, and 
Of course, that great draft, that great haul of fish encompasses the boat. It, it breaks almost a net. He has to call his partners over. Both ships are filled with fish, aren't they? And in verse 8, Peter casts himself down at Jesus' knees and says, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Depart from me. I'm a sinful man, O Lord. Peter was a strong, self-confident, self-assured fisherman and businessman. But that day, friends, he became weak. He became very weak and undone. He became half a man that day, didn't he? They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. That they that are sick. What about you and I? Do we see ourselves as sick and weak, spiritually speaking, and in need of divine strength, of of being need of being made whole again? We see this theme of spiritual sickness, of sickness of the soul and the spirit, right throughout today's chapter. The leper, full of uncleanness and full of leprosy, separated, as it were, from the community, comes to Christ. He comes to no other. He comes to Christ to be clean and to be made whole again. It reminds me of Naaman, doesn't it, in the Old Testament. Remember Naaman, that captain of the, 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 the army of Syria, or the Assyrian army, and that general. And he had all the world's honours and regalia put upon him. He was even used, wasn't he, against Israel. He was a great captain. And he had all this world's regalian honours upon him. He was renowned, wasn't he? But really underneath the surface there was a, a rotting, dying man. He had leprosy. He had spiritual leprosy. It's a picture, isn't it? Dear friends, how leprosy, dear friends, is a picture of the spiritual leprosy that we all have. It affects the inwards, doesn't it? Like leprosy, it affects the nervous system and it spreads throughout your whole body. And it, it, makes your, it affects your whole body. Your whole body comes up and boils and, and, uh, and pus and, and spots. And that's the same of our spiritual leprosy of the soul. Every part of us, of our natures, have been corrupted. In sin did my mother conceive me. We have the spiritual leprosy. But you see, dear friends, the Lord God can cleanse us. Utterly cleanse us from every single spot. The, the, the blemishless lamb of God can do this. And we also see a man suffering from palsy. He was crippled, probably crippled from birth. He could not make his way to God. He had no way of making his way to God. He had palsy, he was crippled. He needed others to take him. He could not wait, make his way to Christ. But friends, he desired to, didn't he? He desired to. The Lord Jesus saw that desire Dear friends, and in verse 20, when that man was lowered down, as it were, through the roof, the first thing the Lord Jesus Christ said to him is not take up your bed and and leave. The first thing he said is thy sins be forgiven thee. That's what this person wanted. The, the, The healing of his legs, of his crippling disease, that was a bonus. What this man really wanted was to be forgiven. By the saviour of his sins, you see, friends. To be made whole again. They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. 
And finally, in today's chapter, in verse 27, we, we comes Levi. The Levi, of course, was that publican, that tax collector, who really worked on behalf of the Roman Empire. And he, as has often been mentioned, would have been seen as a traitor and an outcast, wouldn't he? He's siding with the Romans, as it were. He's a traitor. But you see, friends, but that day, the outcast, the traitor, found acceptance, didn't he? With Christ, Christ came to him. The one who was completely uh, disregarded, the lowest of the low, a traitor, who, who in effect had abandoned religion and who abandoned the faith. Well, that day, dear friends, God called him and he heard, heard him. Someone who was an outcast, someone who was a traitor, someone who was despised. Well, God found him that day, didn't he? And you see, friends, how that the Lord did not come to call the righteous. Those who think that they're good enough for heaven. Those who come to God with their own righteousness, with their own ideas, with their own plans. No, no. He came to call sinners unto repentance. Those who will come to see their spiritual sickness. That every part of them has been polluted with sin. That they have the spiritual leprosy. It affects every part of us and the multitude of sins that we have. Those whose self-confidence and strength is undone by the word of Christ. Those who see their need of clear cleansing of their spiritual leprosy from within. Those who cannot make their own way to God. They are spiritual cripples. They need grace. They need forgiveness from above. And those who have lived away from God, who have been traitors to the faith. Even such can find acceptance with God through Christ and follow him, dear friends. You see, that they that are whole need not a physician. But they that are sick. There will be times, dear friends, in our lives where it is needful to see a physician. To see someone over our sickness, over our illness. If we don't, the illness tends to get worse, doesn't it? And the same is true spiritually speaking. Our hearts, our minds, our very natures from birth are sin-sick. We have many and diverse diseases that have corrupted every part of us. That's the, the, the truth of the doctrine of total depravity. It's not, it's not that we cannot do good things because we're made in God's image. But it's a fallen image. Total depravity. Every part of us has been corrupted. So how can that which is good and right come out of it? It's always tainted with sin, you see. No wonder why the Lord said in Matthew 15, 19, Out of the heart proceed evil thoughts and murders and adulteries, fornifications, thefts, false witnesses, blasphemies, all these things. You see, come from the heart and defile a man. That's where it begins. It's that spiritual leprosy that makes its way to the surface, as it were. And for this, friends, we need a miraculous and an incredible physician of the soul. A physician of the spirit. A master physician. And the Lord Jesus Christ, dear friends, is the only true physician of the spirit, of the soul. All other Worldly physicians, as patient Job put it, dear friends, are of no value. Just like Job's lousy 
this we're talking about the spiritual realm now, just like the Job's lousy comforters were. They, they, they cannot get to the bottom of our soul sickness. They often diagnose wrongly our, our spiritual sickness. Neither do they, they have the skill, do they, to actually get to the bottom and dig out and operate on us. A physician, of course, is someone who must be skilled of the body's failings and diseases. The Lord Jesus Christ, of course, knows the nature of every single one of our sins. He knows the inward parts. He knows every disease of the soul, doesn't he? Like Joseph, dear friends, he, to his brethren, he knows how to discover and cut like a master surgeon and dig deep and find out what's at the bottom of every single sin. A good physician, of course, must be authorized and licensed and approved. Else he's a cowboy, isn't he? He must be thoroughly approved, lest he kill more than he heal. Christ, friends, the spiritual physician, is the only truly qualified and approved one to save poor sick sinners from their sins. The Lord Jesus said in Luke 4.18, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and receiving of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Christ, dear friends, is the only one approved to cure us from our sins, isn't it? All other, uh, all other physicians, as it were, are counterfeits. The, you, you know, to uh, go to a priest and confess ourselves to, to a priest—that that's not going to help. Christ is the only one. A real physician ought to show and produce his authority to practice, that there's power in his practice, in the cure, in the medicine. Christ's ministry, friends, as the only physician of the soul, the only saviour of sinners, was authenticated, wasn't it? By mighty wonders that were beyond dispute, even by his fiercest critics. Christ said, I receive not the testimony from man, but have a greater witness than that of John. For the works which the Father have given me to finish, the same do bear witness of me, that the Father have sent me. John 5.36 It behoves a, a, a physician, of course, to know the constitution and the lifestyle of every poor patient, doesn't it? A good physician ought to know that. It's like a bank manager. The bank managers nowadays, you hardly know them. You're estranged from them. But a good bank manager in the day got to know you. Well, the same is true. A good physician ought to know the constitution and the lifestyle, what that person is susceptible to. To understand what diseases are serious, which diseases are habitual, to those which are acute. And Christ, friends, knows every weight and sin which so easily does beset us, doesn't he? He knows our thoughts are far off. He knows what we are troubled by. He knows our fears. Don't carry those weights and those sins and those cares by yourself. Come to him. Don't come to go to man. Come to Christ. Look to him. Plead with him. Take all your weight to him, all your cares, all your sins, and you will find, dear friends, healing, 
Pure healing, real healing of the soul. Of course, a physician ought to be an experienced man. He ought to be an experienced man. He ought to know how certain antidotes and medicines affect the body and what part of the body they affect. He ought to know what exact medicine to prescribe and when to do so. Friends, there's no physician, there's no physician of the soul who is more experienced than the Saviour, than Christ, dear friends. He, he is the great ancient of days. He is the great I am. He is the one who has infinite experience, doesn't he? He who formed us, will he not know what's within us, dear friends? Will he not know? He knows exactly what we need, doesn't he? Millions from the beginning of the world have been cured of all manner of sickness of the soul and of the spirit. Many popish and false physicians and religions would have you believe that an external profession of religion is enough for salvation. Baptismal regeneration, church attendance, many things which which are good, prayer. These things are good things, don't get me wrong. But they cannot save us. They cannot save us. Christ, though, friends, prescribes that which is righteous medicine. The true gospel, doesn't he? To have faith in his blood alone for the, for the cleansing of our sin. The, there's life in the blood of the crucified one, isn't there? To cleanse us from every single sin, past, present and future. To trust in his merits and righteousness alone. And not in our merits, not in our law keeping. The merits which he achieved at the cross And though the great physician at times humble us for a season, it is for our good, isn't it? Good will become of it. Are we trusting him for that? Trusting him for his sovereignty over us? Of course, a reliable physician knows not only what medicines are good for the patient, but also the right way in order to administer them. He knows exactly how to administer the truth, his medicine, doesn't he? And friends, Christ, as the great miraculous physician of the soul, always makes the right application of the truth, doesn't he? Always. He says to the hypocritical Pharisee and scribe, he doesn't mix his words, does he? Ye serpents, ye generation of vipers, how can you escape the damnation of hell? Unless ye repent, ye shall likewise perish. He says, doesn't he? To the, he says to David, in David's adultery and his murder, thou art the man, doesn't he? He speaks plainly and simply. He doesn't deceitfully mix his word. He doesn't insinuate things. Plainly and simply, he tells us what we need, doesn't he? He says to the drunkard, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom you may devour. You see, you're like putty in the hands of the devil if you give yourselves to these things. That, that is a loving thing to tell someone that, who's giving themselves to that. That's not mean, that is loving. He says to the woman caught in adultery, neither do I condemn thee, go and sin no more. Doesn't he? He speaks Simply, plainly, not deceitfully, not with a a different motive, not impartially. He, 
The great physician of the soul will never accommodate sin, will never seek to justify sin. And whatever guise it takes, he will administer to the poor and to the rich according to righteousness. Both the poor and the rich. And that's, dear friends, is why we must come to him alone. He will not cry peace, peace, when there is no peace. Will he? But on the other hand, he will not preach the terrors of the law and the justice of his father to a poor, broken, penitent soul who's been languishing under the guilt for weeks and months. You see, sometimes, friends, we ministers, we can be guilty of overboiling the egg in this respect, the gospel egg. And that just makes someone harder. And it's unseemly, doesn't it? I could put my hand up and say I've been guilty of that. We ministers also can be guilty of underboiling the gospel egg, can't we? So that it is not edible, it can't be used, it's, it's of none effect, is it? But you see, Christ, dear friends, he applies the truth of his word by the spirit to the heart. He knows exactly how to administer the truth to every penitent, uh, repenting, trembling heart. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. 2 Peter 2.9 A good physician, of course, ought to be very diligent and careful over his patients. He ought to be very diligent and careful over his patients. Christ's broken-hearted people, dear friends, are as the apple of his eye, aren't they? His eye is ever upon them. He, he deserts and seas are cross for them, isn't he? Like with the eunuch and Philip. Kings will be humbled for them. The mouths of lions will be stopped for them. Under-shepherds will labor over highways and byways and moors and fens for them. For his dear people, the Lord's eyes are ever kindly upon his people. He gives his, his angels charge over his people, doesn't he? A good physician, friends, and the Lord is, is the best physician, isn't it? Ever upon his people, ever loves his people, ever keeps his people. A good physician at times must needs rectify straying appetites from that which is to the detriment of one's the patient's health, isn't it? That is a good physician, isn't it? The one who is honest about straying appetites from that which is detrimental to one's health. And Christ, dear friends, rectifies disorderly appetites and affections and other faculties of our soul where pride or worldliness or carelessness will come into our lives and start to predominate our lives, he checks those evils by his authoritative word and by the moving and convicting of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes, if we're not listening to any of those, he will come in by sharp providence. That's the last resort, isn't it? David said it is a good thing that I have been afflicted. That I might learn thy statutes. A sensitive physician, of course, will be very gentle in binding up such wounds. Friends, there's no physician more tender and loving and meek than the tender Lord Jesus Christ. A bruised reed shall he not break. He says to all, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. 
All who come to him, friends, will in no wise he cast out. Who come to him in their weakness and their sickness. And the, the, the broken systems of this world have, have never filled them, have, have always failed them. They come to him and they find in him a resting place, don't they? Christ, dear friends, is the only good physician of the soul. He is the good Samaritan, isn't he? The good physician. He sees us in our brokenness. He sees that, that we have been robbed, as it were, haven't we? That we're left by those thieves on the, on the highway of life. We're, we're, we, we, we're left, we're broken for the sin. The, the systems of this world have broken us. We're left half dying. And the Levite comes by and ignores us. And the priest comes by and ignores us. And we're just left there, dying, as it were, in our sins. Let, let, let down by ecclesial, ecclesiastical circles and secular circles alike. No man can save us, save us but the good physician, the good Samaritan Christ comes, doesn't he? He comes and he pours, binds up our wounds tenderly, speaks that word of comfort, as it were. He comes with the blood of the wine, pours it into us, doesn't he? Cleanses us, as it were, from all of our sin. He pours in the Holy Spirit of the oil, doesn't he? He gives us new hopes and desires. He saves us, doesn't he? And then, dear friends, he puts us on his donkey, takes us to the inn. He takes the brunt of the journey. He takes us all the way to glory. He gives us the power, doesn't he, to do that. And then he pays the full cost, doesn't he, of our salvation. Doesn't he, like the good Samaritan. He's the best physician, isn't he, dear friends? And we can, we can come to him in this regard. Physicians, friends, can at times give rules and antidotes to preserve us from future infections, can't we? From future inflammation, from future uh, infections to preserve good health. Christ, friends, gives us his promises, doesn't he? And he never breaks his promises. He never breaks his words, dear friends. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against thee. He never breaks his promises, don't he? If his word is deep within our hearts, dear friends, his promises, are, and, we, and we're trusting in him, well, dear friends, we have a great physician, don't we? Christ and the, the Spirit also works within us to prioritize the means of grace, doesn't it? That's what helps us to preserve us, to, to overcome evil by doing good. By gospel works, by living for our saviour. That's not legalism. That's, that's biblical, friends. By overcoming evil with good. That is a preservative. By, by making every opportunity to be with God's people. By serving the Lord every day. Praying heartily to him. Thanking him. Studying his word heartily. Praying for every opportunity to be used of him. Earthly physicians, friends, are limited, aren't they? They cannot visit many patients at once. They cannot raise from the dead and give living and give the living newness of life. They cannot do that, can they? But Christ, you see, friends, the spiritual physician can can tend to millions of souls at once, can't he? In one moment of time, he has the power to raise us to newness of life, the living, and raise the dead, and he will do so, to resurrect. And be with him in paradise one day. And give us new resurrected bodies. He can do all these things. 
Friends, if sin has left your soul weak and wounded, tired and diseased, come to Christ. Why wait any longer? Come to him. Come to him with all your sickness, with all your fears, with all your burdens. Lay all other weights aside and just come to him as you are, sick and wounded and, and sorry. He is the best physician. He is motivated purely by love, not by money. We come, dear friends, because out of love. He, he is love for poor sick sinners. He says, come without money, without price. Come to me. I'll give you the free gift of my son. I gave everything to you. I gave the best for you. I'm the physician that gave myself for your sins. He will freely heal you and save you and give you a peace, dear friends, that this world just cannot afford. The rich upon earth often are seen first, but Christ, friends, visits the poor, sick, broken-hearted sinner, the Lazarus, as it were, doesn't he? And yea, this great spiritual physician, dear friends, laid down his very life for us. What a physician that we have, the just for the unjust. He suffered in our stead, didn't he? He took our poison, as it were, the brunt. He did that all for us, didn't he? Come to him today, friends, who has healing in his wings, who has loved you freely. Come to him. He has given his best for you. He will visit you by the quickening power of the Holy Spirit. He will not patronize you and belittle you and insinuate and gossip behind your back, as some physicians will do. He despises not Jacob's spotted flock, as it were, speckled and uh, and spotted flock. He condescends to our level, doesn't he? He suffers long with us. His love will never fail us, as it were. Christ, dear friends, the loving physician, is knocking upon the door of your heart. Will you let him in? Will you let him in? Will you receive that healing? Will you receive his righteousness? Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace are not of evil. To give you an expected end. Come to Christ, dear friends, as you are. Poor with no righteousness of your own, he will receive you if you come in this way. Nothing to thy cross I bring, only to thy cross I cling. Receive the medicine of the gospel. Christ is the only help for poor lost sinners. Be made alive in Christ today. And yes, like the thief upon the cross... You may have spent a life robbing God, robbing the glory due to his name. But friends, like that thief, you just have to look to him and believe that he is the son of God, the saviour. And he is able to save you from a lifetime of sin. And one day you'll be with him in paradise. He will, upon true repentance, forgive you of all your sins. He will put his loving arms around you. And that righteous robe of righteousness, he will cover you, dear friends so that your sins are seen no more. Come to him today and he will heal you and forgive you and you'll be with him one day. Amen. Amen. Feel free to contact us at Sovereign Grace Church in Tiverton. Email us at grace2seekers at gmail.com That's grace2seekers at gmail.com Alternatively, you can visit our website at www.sovereigngracereformedchurch.co.uk.